Welcome to another edition of the Landlord and Tenant Podmess, the only podcast that has the balls to ask the question, can a landlord and tenant be buddies? I am one of your hosts. I'm Landlord James. And I am your other host. I'm I'm a very sweaty tenant, Michael, because it's it's been quite hot here in Toronto this week. Especially hot in your crap apartment that we're in right now, where you do not have AC. I don't have AC. or something. But I do have a fan in the window, and it's blowing some some authentic Toronto air around the apartment, and I think it's lovely. Well, it's doing literally nothing. Um, And you have the fan aimed out the window, which you claimed helps air circulation. It helps circulate the air eventually back into the apartment. No chance that that works. Well... I read an article about it. So anyway, we're off to a uh, uh, our first argument. Uh, we're not even a full minute into Can't the show. Can't blame us. It's too hot. Um, Tempers are flaring and uh, temperatures are rising. That's very true. If if you haven't heard the pod before, I own this building and uh, I inherited it from my dead uncle. And Mike uh, lives here in the building. I'm a tenant. It's sort of a um, landowner surf kind of dynamic we have. It um, is. You're I like, guess that would make me your lord. You are my lord, yes. <laughs> and we all know what happens when the lords abuse their servants for too long, historically. They the s- continue to live in filth until mm, they... And the serfs absolutely. rise up eventually and slaughter the lords and seize power. But, um, yes, I'm excited for today's show. How has your week been, James? O-M-J. Uh, I had basically the best frigging week Probably I've ever had. Um, you guys might remember, I think it was episode 27 for the Podheads. Um, uh, we had a filmmaker Phil Moorhead um, on the pod. And anyway, this week he took me down to the Molson Amphitheater to go see his fave band. And uh, a little it's a little band called Sticks. Sticks. And I'm not a rock guy. Uh, I'm an EDM guy through and through. Ambient sounds, drum and bass, that's my bag. But this band Sticks, let me tell you, they brought it. And uh, one of their singers is Gowan, famous Canadian rocker. The famous Canuck, yeah. Americans, wow. if you do not know Gowan, go ahead and look up on YouTube the song Moonlight Desires. And uh, you'll thank me later. Uh, to me, he's Canada's David Bowie. Um, and Freddie Mercury mixed all into one spectacular man. You know what? He was amazing. He was, he, he must be 60 and he is no joke. He is buff as hell. The guy has biceps cause they have him on the big screen. I'm not even kidding. They look like thighs. His arms look like legs and he was, he looked ripped and I'm not joking. Anyone who was at sticks will know this. He's, he was dancing on his piano He's like 60 years old, what? ripped as hell, hair black, I guess probably dyed, but very, you well. know, jet black hair. And he's dancing, like doing a jig on his piano. That's amazing. Well, good for him. In the, the twilight of his years, he's, he's still got, uh, you know, such a love for life that he's dancing up there on a piano. Because 60 years, um, there are still, still some countries where the lifespan of the average male doesn't even reach 60 years. Maybe he'd live to be 45. Well... I mean, way to be a downer, Mike. Anyway, so then after the con- after the concert, um, Phil and I go backstage because I paid off the I gave like a thousand bucks to the security guy. Anyway, so we're wow. backstage and get this, you know, we're we're there, we're about to meet Sticks and party with them. I bump into Nadia, my girlfriend. What the woman I used to refer to as she who shall not be named, but now we're back together. Right. She just ha- we didn't even know we were both going to be there. She was back there. She knows the sticks guys, so she was de- back there drinking with Larry, Larry Gowan, and uh, all the sticks dudes, and they were doing shots, and um, you know she was flirting with them. I'm not going to lie; she oh, was getting her flirt on you, a bit. You must not have liked that. That's our dynamic. We love it. We flirt with other people and get really mad, and then have mic up sinks. Um, so, you know, I kind of caught her and then we yelled at each other, but then we got right back into it. It was very, it was great. Um, so it was such a fun night watching sticks and then things are going so great with Nadia. Uh, as you guys might know, I keep a little book of all my O's and I've, I've had just the most unbelievable O's quote unquote. Wait, 
You keep an like an old like diary. Some people keep a little black book of people they've been with. I keep a little black book of specifically focusing on the O's. I I um, do not like that. Yeah, well, who cares? So we were, you know, we've we've had these unbelievable O's. Um, she's literally broken my, if you know what I mean. We've been doing it that much. It's almost worrying how much we've been doing it. Um, well, please be careful. And I say this uh, not only as a as your podcasting partner, but as a friend. I want you to look after your sexual health, and I don't want you to injure yourself down down there. Please. Well, too late. Um, but we're still going to go at it like rabbits, I'm sure. So anyway, that was my week. It was so fun. Well, TMI. had a blast at Sticks. Uh, hat tip to Phil Moorhead, and um, things are going great with Nadia. So how about you, Mike? How are you? How was your week? Um, yeah, my week compared to yours wasn't <clears throat> quite as good. Understatement of the year. Um, how do I put this? Um, I got dumped. What? I got dumped hard. Oh I got my d- god. Ruth dumped me. Listeners know that um for the past, I don't know, six to eight months I've been dating a woman named Ruth. She's in her mid to late sixties. I don't know exactly how old she is, and I that turned me on, the mystery. Um anyway. We were scheduled to go to a uh, VR lounge in Toronto for her birthday. I remember we, we you were, saying. We were going to have a VR skydiving experience together for her birthday, and I was very much looking forward to that. Uh, unfortunately, I never made it to the VR lounge. Ruth came to pick me up, and uh, I could tell something was like off as soon as she, she came in. You know, like when you can just sense, like, mm, she's mad at me, I'm in the doghouse. Well, she um, apparently had been going through my mail. She's a bit of a control freak in our relationship. No friggin' kidding. She had sort of uh, picked out a whole new wardrobe for me. She redesigned my diet. And she forbade me to have any contact with my family. And I was happy to oblige because I was, you know, so head over heels. But um, family is important to me. And I must confess that I was secretly communicating with my family. My mom, my dad, my brothers uh, using snail mail. And she had intercepted a letter that I sent to my brother. And she came into the apartment and started waving this letter in my face, screaming and stomping, and her face turning 40 shades of red. And uh, she dumped me. She yelled in my face and said, We are through, honey. And uh, I'm pretty devastated by the whole thing. Wow. Wait, I mean, I knew she was, frankly, a you know, she was... Very controlling, but you never ever, liked her, James. I, 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 you never liked her. I just think her. she seemed odd. But why didn't she want you to talk to your family? She wanted to be the only person in my life that uh, gave or received love from me. And I mean, uh, I'm I, not an I'm not an expert. I'm, I broke the rules. I admit it. Yeah, but I don't think that sounds healthy to me. Just FYI. I'm not Doctor Drew over here, but it sounds odd. Absolutely, you're not. The age gap was odd. The way, when you came in one day wearing overalls, well, she redesigned she made you my wear. look. Oh, it's fine. Bill, all I'm saying is, I'm sorry for you, but this is a blessing in disguise. Thank God this happened. That's all I'm going to say. Well, you know what? I was pretty like inconsolable for for a little bit, but then I realized when life gives you lemons, make lemonade. And uh, I'm actually fortunate. I think it's a good thing that Ruth broke up with me because this Thank gives you, me good. No, because listen to why I say that. Because this gives me an opportunity to prove once and for all that I am the one for her, and this gives me a chance to win her back, baby. Oh God! So, Mike, no, this is a perfect opportunity. You don't have to dump her now. You know what I mean? She's done the dirty work, so now you can just act. You know, play the victim a bit, date around. I, I would say date her friends, but I don't think that's a good idea because they're she doesn't quite have, old as well. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. th- th- don't you do not try to get her back, please, God. Uh, nice try, James. But I'm working. I'm as we speak, working my buns off trying to get my baby back. So, uh, <laughs> fingers crossed. By next week, we'll be back together forever. And uh, I hope the wish uh, listeners please wish me luck um, in my quest for love. Good God, man. Anyway, that's my week. Uh, well, I'm sorry for your. <sighs> Heartbreak, Thanks. even if it is... It means a lot. Insane. For me to hear you say that. Um, 
So we have a fun segment lined up before we get to our guests. We do. Um, this is a segment that actually was quite popular the first time we did it, and because it, I think it's, it was popular because it deals with a very um, popular subject. That's right, tech. So here it is, the second time we've done it. It's our segment called The Landlord and Tenant Podmas Presents What the Tech. What the Tech. What the Tech. What the Tech. And this is a special edition of What the Tech, right? Because it's, it's our lists of the most impressive tech inventions of all time. Of all time. Time. The best inventions of all time. The last time we just sort of did uh, tech that was in the news that yeah. week. This time we're taking a 30,000 foot uh, view of tech. And these are the best, most important, most game changing innovations in the history of tech. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, shall I go first? Please. Okay. My number one um, best invention of all time, uh, my first one here, I'm going to go with fire. Uh, this oh, oh yes, yeah. feeling hot, hot, hot. <laughs> this is the granddaddy of all inventions, the original game changer. This was the Nintendo Switch of its day, folks. Fire allowed us to see. It allowed us to eat meat. Good news for the meatitarians like me out there. Fire also was intimidating. It it was basically testosterone on acid. Uh, you know what I mean, like you know as a big trip in your head like that is what fire is to me its vibe is very cool um fire that's my number one tech invention of all time wow impressive very good very uh very bold choice there all right uh for my first uh, what the tech best innovation of all time i'm gonna go with tap what tap Technology, not, 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 not tap dancing, but tap the contactless payment method. Um, do you know your, uh, your bank card or your credit card has that little chip mm-hmm. embedded? Well, there's also an, an antenna embedded in there. And when you pay by tap, T-I-P, you get to go up to this device. And instead of pulling it, I hate having loose change jingling and jangling around in my pockets. I hate dirty dollar bills. So I'm a big tap fan and i love just tapping my card and paying for my groceries or you know toiletries with tap tap is not as good as fire this is all very subjective and i think the listeners uh, also understand that anyway you can just tap your card and forget your life Mm, that would be a very bad uh advertising slogan Mm. all right well here's my uh my next uh tech greatest tech invention ever and that is hollow point bullets. Now, these bullets have a hollowed out shape in, it, in their tip, causing the bullet to expand upon entering a target as it penetrates and disrupts more tissue. Now, if you've ever seen one of these bad boys in action, you know it is an effing mess. Hollow point bullets, an absolute technological marvel. They, they give you, know, you an, such an edge in battle, whether you're doing Call of Duty or, or you know, God forbid... Out there in uh, World War Three or whatever, hollow point bullets definitely one of the best tech inventions we've ever seen. Kind of violent. Your second one. Uh, <laughs> not sure how I feel about that one, to be uh, honest. Hollow point bullets. Um, all right, my second best. What the tech innovation of all time is something I recently found out about. Maybe I'm uh, late to the party here on this one again. But um, Gmail signatures, oh. personalized Gmail signatures. Did you know about these, James? Yeah, I mean, you mean the stupid thing where it says, like, sent from my iPhone? Well, that's your choice. You can change it to whatever you want. The the point is, personal Gmail signatures allow you to personalize your email so that it makes it uh, sort of reflect your spirit or your vibe Mm -hmm. in general. So what is yours? Well, I had quite a big um, long list of Gmail signatures, and I have about 50, 60 of them, and I whittled them down and whittled them down all last night, and I finally came up with my Gmail signature. Do you want to hear it? Sure. My Gmail signature, if I email you at the very end, automatically at the bottom it says, give me the coffee and no one gets hurt. Ugh. Which is funny because I, it's a, it's a, you might not get it, it's a bit of a coffee joke if you like coffee. 
Uh, and I get it. So far, it's going well. The Gmail signature, I'm getting mostly a positive response in the fir- in the one day I've been using it. My manager at work, though, however, did not. Uh, Really enjoy receiving this message. He said it sounded a bit coercive. He said it sounded uh, disrespectful and insubordinate, and he asked me to to not include that Gmail signature uh, when I message him in the future. Give me the coffee, and nobody gets hurt. Sort of like a man like robbing a imagine someone robbing a bank and saying that you you want coffee that badly. Yeah, I mean it is kind you- of it implies violence, and maybe I should rethink it. But um, that's what I went with anyway. Okay. Okay, uh, my final uh, entrant in the greatest tech of all time is as follows. Mike, does the name Steve Shubin mean anything to you? Steve Shubin doesn't ring a bell. Should I know the name? Yes, you should, and so should all of, our, all of our listeners, because he's only one of the most important inventors of all time. He okay. invented the Fleshlight. Now, guys, if you don't know about the Fleshlight, oh. it's an artificial vagina. The artificial vagina, really. It's named for the uh, for the Fleshlight material used in its inner sleeve, as well as the plastic case that houses the sleeve, oh, which is made to look like an oversized flashlight. Now, nothing is more lifelike, and, and, and you really can just walk around with it, and people will think it's a flashlight. You know, it's, it's a funny joke, and it's a I- good trick. Wait. Have you ever actually done that? Gone for a stroll down Young Street holding Hell a flashlight yeah. as a funny trick? No, but if you don't know when you're going to want to use it, and yes, I've walked down Young Street with my flashlight, and people just think I'm holding a flashlight. And if I need to use it, I can. In, in an a, emergency, right? Yes, absolutely. All right. Absolutely. Maybe if you, you know, if you had higher testosterone, you'd, you'd have to use it sometimes too. Well, thank God I don't have higher testosterone. Thank God I have low T. All right, what's your last one? My third and final What the Tech Best Invention... Uh, <clears throat> take Ooh, two. Marbles in the mouth. <laughs> My third and final What the Tech All-Time Best Innovation is the uh, polio vaccine, which was developed by American medical researcher Jonas Salk and first used in 1955. This was a medical game-changer that saved millions of lives. If you, I know your feelings on vaccination, and I don't want to get into it, but I do strongly Scam. believe... No, I strongly believe that all the listeners should get their children vaccinated. Don't get vaccinated. It will ruin your brain. Um, Okay, well, and uh, that was another good uh, edition of What the Tech. What the Tech. What the Tech. What the Tech. All-time edition. Um, well, that was a good intro, I think, Mike. Good. A lot of interesting ideas that are, were just thrown out there today. Yeah. yeah. We got it all out there. Well, um, why don't we take a break and come back with our guest? Welcome back to the show, everybody. It's time for our guest. Yes, we're very excited to have him. Um, our guest this week is a rooftop gardener in Ooh. the building, Mr. Freddie Rivas. Hello. Welcome to the pod mess, Freddie. It's, uh, it's good to be here. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, James. It's so fun to have you. Now, you live in the building, correct? That's right. And you've been gardening on the roof. I was not aware of this. You know, that's funny to me because uh, it's, a, it's an award-winning garden we really? have up there. So uh, I, was, I was actually quite curious. I know you guys have a very popular podcast. So Well, thank you. Yeah, thank thanks you. for having me on. And um, yeah, let's start there. I was wondering what, what you do know about the, uh, about the garden. I guess, James, you haven't. I mean, I'm or? not in the building much. I come to do the podcast and that's sure. what I view as my work for the mm-hmm. building. Yeah. So I'm not here much. I, I don't know anything I, about it. I, I'm interested in the rooftop garden. I yes. know it's up there, but I, I must confess I rarely go up on the roof uh, because I know that gardens attract bees, yes. hornets, and wasps. And I am terrified of getting stung. 
You know what? Me too. And I think I, I, I might be allergic. One time when I was five, I got stung by a bee in oh. the uh, middle finger. Oh, oh yeah. that <laughs> I, sounds like a story. <laughs> I wasn't giving it the middle finger, but uh, I tried to grab it. You know, I was a little boy. Oh. Right. And yeah, it stung me. My mom put an onion on it. Onion? Yeah. I, I don't know if she hmm. if that's an old wife's tale or what exactly, but um, she thought it would work. It's a painful memory for me, so I, I'm with you well, on wasps Put an onion on and, a bee sting. Yeah, huh. yeah, and it, it, it was right, right in the middle of my, you know, middle finger and my, um, what's that called? Your, uh, your, in, what's what's the Hand? finger? You, no, not the index. That's the pointer, right? The pointer's the index. The middle finger is the the rude one. Uh-huh. And the one beside it is, I think, the the, the finger with no name as long, as far as I yeah. know. The, the unnamed ring finger. Oh, ring finger. The ring finger. Right. Yeah. Right. Oh, it has a traditional name, but um, anyhow, that uh, finger's useless. The ring finger can f off. Why? You can't do a friggin' thing with it. Well, try to use just the ring finger to do a task. Not happening. Well, oh, it's hard to lift. Click a mouse with the ring finger. Sure. It'll be there all day. I know a task that the ring finger accomplishes quite well. Uh, broadcasting to the world that I am married. I'm not married. I'm just saying that's what it does. Right. When you wear a ring there, you, you broadcast that message and everyone knows where you stand. I tell a woman on sure. the first date, I ain't wearing a ring if we get married. I'm not broadcasting that. Anyway. Wow. All right. Well, uh, we got off track here. Yeah, Sorry, we, got, we got off track a bit. I mean, I'll, I'll talk about rings all day. I, I don't know much about them, but... Well, maybe at the end of the show we can talk about rings more. But but you were talking about your rooftop garden and how we uh, we haven't yes. seen it. Well, that's that's just it. It's not my rooftop garden. Um, okay. I am the gardener, so I do obviously take a lot of ownership over it, but mm-hmm. uh, I don't own it. Um, but I guess... Uh, I noticed that you two didn't apply for the opening, and um, I thought I'd swing by and and let you know about this opportunity on the, the uh, opening on the podcast. Yeah, what in the, uh, my ears just perked up a right? bit. I know you can't see that if you're <laughs> listening at home, but uh, what's this opening? I, I knew at least one of you would get uh, pretty excited about this. Um, it's definitely not me. Well, well, you know, just just wait. I think there's a lot of, there's a lot going on here, and. Um, All right. More for you me. Know? <laughs> you know, you you are the front runner right now. I'll say that. Thank, just, thank you. Just yes. based on enthusiasm. Thank you. Um, well, you know, I won't bore you with, with a million details, but uh, I will say that um, there's four slots on the, uh, on the garden, and um, two have recently opened up. Okay. Uh, we have uh, Teresa, who's a fantastic gardener, a great tenant, too, uh, from what I know. And uh, right, well, she, yeah. yeah, she moved to Pickering, oh, so bless her. Um, yeah. so she's out. And um, there was Ronald, and uh, mm. he's gone. So what happened? I don't. What happened to Ronald? You know, I don't know. Uh, I shouldn't speak rumors or anything like that. But oh homi- come on, homicide is what I heard. Oh my he God. was murdered or he committed homicide? I don't know, but he's, he's gone. Oh, uh, dear been... Lord. <laughs> so you don't know if he was killed or if he killed, but he's gone nonetheless. <laughs> right. I mean, I'm the gardener, so I notice when, you know, something's not being watered or, you know. Weeds. If, weeds. Weeds are sure. growing. Or even if something's looking a little bit tacky because, right. again, this is an award-winning garden it's a team effort, you know. Now, what it's kind not a full-on commune, but I'm wondering if we could do some detective work. Um, what kind of things would a murderer grow in his plot of land, and what kind of things would a murder victim grow? Could we look into that? Sure. I mean, you know, just as far as pests and uh, and bees, as you were talking about before, there, there's different. You know, there's defense and there's offense. Right. Even in the gardening world, you mm. know, if you're growing oh. some chrysanthemums. Or you know, brightly colored uh, pungent flowers. It's probably going to keep uh, the squirrels away, right? So you know, if you're growing spicy, dangerous peppers, stuff like that, right? It's it's going to keep some folks away, but it's also going to attract some other types, right? I'd love to see a stupid squirrel, you know, think it's it's getting a you know free lunch. Yeah. You know, typical uh, socialist, basically eating uh, eating some food in your garden, and then it bites into a, a ghost pepper. Right, and the friggin' thing keels over. So you think animals, because they don't pay for food, are bad, and you think that they're socialists? They and are communists. They are. They're not contributing. They're eating. You know, eating basically, frankly, my vegetables. I own the building. Okay. See, here's the type of ownership I want. 
you know, because if someone's going to move into the extra plot, I took the well, two when opened you say up plot. You mean like a job? Like there's a job opening. There's there's a job opening. Well, it's uh, you're not paid or anything like that, but oh. there's high rewards and high stakes too. So like you each get a section of the garden. That's right. I see. And there are four, and now there are two of. There's available. two openings, and I've taken one. So now, who owns the the other one that is still with us? Um. That's uh, Rebecca. Uh, I'm okay. not sure what floor she lives on. Just Rebecca's top notch. She's a, she's right. an all star uh, gardener. Wow. Um, I always see her in the elevator with uh, big bags of earth and uh, her watering can and that uh, famous sort of sun hat she's always wearing. I mean, sounds she like is famous, uh, so yeah, that's that's, that's like the she's right on word. Her way to Lilith Fair. You don't go to Lilith Fair with a bag of earth. Well, James. I feel like what? you would. Anyway, if you tried to go to Lilith Fair, the security guards would seize your bag of earth and they'd take your watering can, and yes. you know that that's true. But you know what I mean. It just seems like an earthy thing. Whatever. So one spot is, is Rebecca, you that's were right. saying. Another, mm-hmm. then, then there's another spot. There's me. Then there's you. There's the opening. Yeah. And then there's a man named Lucius. Oh. Lucius. Yeah. He's, uh, he's pretty friendly. I've met him a couple times. He works really hard. Hmm. Um, hmm. Yeah, he's, he's almost up there full time. So... Uh, how many people have applied? That's the question I want to ask. Well, um, we're still kind of tabulating the numbers, but, uh... Should be easy. What, what are you looking for in, in, uh, Canada's next top gardener, if I can put it that way? Well, yeah, I'm looking for some creativity, um, a strategy, you know, mm-hmm. are you going to come in and, and do beanstalks? Are you shrubs? <laughs> are you, you know? Reminds me of Jack <laughs> and the famous, um, fairy tale, uh, Jack and his beanstalk. Oh, I love that. Imagine if such a thing happened right here in Toronto. You'd love that. It'd take you away from your life. Not to be mean. But I suppose you're right. If, you, could... if a big beanstalk sprouted up in you know Bloor Street and you got to climb up it and escape, ne- escape from all my you. troubles. Well, but I'd be in, uh, with a whole new set of troubles with that terrible giant up there. Do you think you'd have the energy and stamina to climb it? Uh, no. well, that's an interesting it's question. A, I mean, even just think about a ladder. That's it's probably harder than a ladder. I traditionally don't do well with ladders and ropes, and uh, so I would need to. See, the problem is, I have a very weak upper body. I would have to right. uh, train for Jack, the beanstalk. Jack must have had a killer core. Right. Climbing oh that yeah. Beanstalk? Oh, Ooh. if there was a what's that show? Um, Jill was a happy lady. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. What's that show? Um, uh, Ultimate Warrior Ninja. Do you know what I'm talking it about? Might be Ultimate Ninja Warrior. Right. Sorry, um, Jack would have dominated that. Oh yeah! Wow, I've never thought about Jack as being kind of a, a buff, a husky. tough dude. I always thought he was a bit of a mama's boy, um, a little fella. But no, uh, you're projecting. No, Jack. Not you know who'd love Jack? Nadia. She loves like ripped hot dudes. That's really? James's ex, well, who's now his current girlfriend. Yeah. Oh, congratulations! Yeah, thank you. Yeah, things are going really well. That's good news. That's good news for you. Who are some other erotic fairy tale characters uh, that we can think of off the top of our heads? Just before we go back to garden um, talk, I'd say Rumpelstiltskin, but he, he's, right. a bit, he's a bit gross. He was a mean was he guy. The, was he he, he the did guy? like. Dirty things. What was the I, Rumpelstiltskin thing? He, he took the firstborn of a woman uh, by turning it, turning the something into gold. I, I believe. But he was a troll sort of guy, right? He was. I think <sighs> he was small. He was small. He was small, but he had. I bet he he had good abs. Do you think Mother Goose was a was also sexy? Anyway, we're getting far. I'm, I'm sorry for leading us down this alley. How about Rapunzel? Actually, no. The hair? Oh, much. I like long hair. Nah, I don't. I like really? Nice I thought, I thought you'd love traditional long hair, James. No? Nah, you know, like, is she putting product in it? You know, imagine, like, imagine you're hanging out with her and then your ha- her hair is getting in the toilet. And yeah. Getting in in you the know. toilet? It would. That hair that long, it would. Uh, I don't remember that detail being in the story of Rapunzel. Uh, was, that a, was that a grim fairy tale? Maybe they can do a rewrite and add her <laughs> hair falling in the toilet, James, for anyway. God's sake. It's, it's movies, too. You know, you never see anyone going to the washroom. No. I would fairy love tales to too. see a... Action movie, like what's the new rock movie? Uh, skyscraper. skyscraper. I'd love it oh. if in the middle of the skyscraper blowing up or catching on fire, Dwayne Johnson turns to the camera and goes like, pardon me, folks. And the camera just lingers in the hallway and you hear a toilet flushing and you hear him singing. 
and he comes back out and resumes the action. And for you, is, uh, is singing a big part of the washroom? Or? Well, to me, going to the washroom is a bit of a ritual. Um, I don't know if I'm an outlier here, but I do like to sing uh, while I relieve myself. And uh, do, do you do that? As I'm an in and out in and out kind of washroom guy. I don't like being in there. I imagine you don't sing on the on the John, do you, James? No. Um, honestly, I go in twice a week to get a colonic, and that usually takes care of things for me. I get really both, yep both number two and number ones so you don't go during the regular week unless it's a colonic yeah usually that covers most of what's in. sorry i i gotta ask i i mean i know a lot about gardening obviously but uh what's a colonic well you um, you know let's just say it um it gets someone goes to the bathroom for you Hmm. Basically, they don't they squirt liquid up up your caboose to to loosen things up. And... Yeah, it's kind of like oh, okay. you know you don't have to go through the trouble yourself. You pay someone to put the work in so that you can go more a little bit hmm. easier. Is it an efficiency thing, like just a clean house? Or honestly, it's a status thing. I like knowing that if I pay someone money, they'll do it. Sure. Um, I mean, you know, I, not to constantly go back to the opportunity, but yeah, we we care a lot about what we do, and we try to be. You know, as organic as possible. But again, if you have any tricks, you know, you want to hire someone, any kind of magical growing techniques, we'll look the other way because when those, you what, know, what do you mean by the, that? You're, I, I'm not sure I quite follow, but uh, magical growing techniques. Are you talking about like hydroponics? Or are you talking about, uh, you said it, right? The black arts. The black arts. I, I didn't even know what exactly you're implying, but you know, I, 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 I'm not going to monitor that, you know? Well, now my interest. I just want needs. growth. Okay, well, how about this for growth? A little thing called psilocybin. Ever heard of that? No. What is that? Mushrooms. Magic mushrooms. Okay. Oh, please tell me you don't... Oh, no. You know what? Don't don't tell me you want people to grow drugs. You said growing flowers and beans. I said a creative approach is what I'm looking for. I'm not trying to get anyone in any kind of trouble here. Well, I hope not. But I do think there's a lot of money... And I do think the stakes are high. We have yeah. a homicide on our hands. And wait, wait. Not is a this lot homicide of connected to the narcotics trade? Now I'm putting pieces together. See, this seems like a death trap you're growing on the roof. Again, I'm a gardener, so that's where I'm coming from. I'm just trying to make sure every plot is healthy well, and growing. And we're, God. we're you know, in the running when the jurors come around. The jurors. Well, all I'm going to say is, Mike, fake news on the mushrooms because... Magic mushrooms. I was listening to Rogan, like and he had a guy that. on talking about mushrooms, and they're organically grown. They're edible ethiogens cultivated for spiritual digestion. And um, you know, if you get the right mushroom, you can go on a really a journey of sacred transcendence. Um, you know, I, I don't want to go on that journey. Rogan had a guy on who said he thinks mushrooms might even be conscious. And that we are mushrooms. I'm not even kidding. Wait, he had a guy on who said we grew from like we we probably became grew from mushrooms. And Rogan let this gentleman say that on his podcast. So do I. Do you think Joe Rogan is a mushroom? Answer me that, James. He looks like a mushroom. Can a mushroom bench press as much weight as he does? The answer is no. And I think all 99% of our listeners will agree with me. This sounds just like a nightmarish version of the Garden of Eden you've got up there, and I, I don't like it. Well, what James, would... I f- I, I'm just going to say it. I forbid you to grow drugs oh. on the roof of the building. Get a life. You, I, am, I am not you, and you are not Ruth. You can't tell me to do things. You're not growing. You're not taking that plot. You hear, well, I might. Mike, I, I, I know we don't know each other too well, but that's right. not a lot of you know opportunities seem to be coming your way. And that's yeah, true. This is a big proposal, one. Mike. This is a big one. My proposal is psilocybin-based mushrooms. What's your proposal? Carrots, um, tomatoes, and some rhubarb, um, and maybe some asparagus. Although we may have just missed the uh, asparagus season, but uh, yeah, you can make money selling carrots and asparagus. And I wish more teenagers knew this, so they didn't turn to a life of crime. I'm surprised you didn't say fiddleheads or some other. Those are lefty food lefty foods here you are accusing animals and now vegetables of being leftist well oh, fiddleheads are have you seen those 
The fiddleheads, they're the, uh, I, I really should know this. Are they the kind of They're these twisty, dumb looking plants that, you know, people on Ozington eat. And, and what it, do they produce? Is that a, they, is that where fentanyl comes look, from? Oh, oh Lord. I, I no, don't know. But they're a harmless, innocent oh, okay. vegetable, as far as I know. Uh, they're not a drug. Although if you have enough of them, you'll, you might become addicted because they're, they're delicious. So, so is it a garnish? Yeah, it's like, you know, you'd eat it in place of a salad or something. Okay. Okay, so are are you guys both in on this or what? Just because I, I thought maybe I, you know, could tangle this opportunity and one of you would be interested and we could kind of go from there, but it seems like you, I, you need some answers. So uh, if you're going to get some answers... I think I need a little bit of commitment, and uh, if I can grow my carrots, I'm I I will cautiously accept the opportunity. Okay, James, how about this? Would you share a plot with Mike? Okay, uh, I would take half of the plot and grow no something that is none of your business, Mike. And you take the. Well, other I think you already said to what grow you, your precious carrots. I'm grow carrots, but if if my carrots get any drugs on them, oh, get a life! I'm gonna rip up the roots of your psychocillin or whatever the hell you, the magic mushrooms are. Or the whatever cocoa plants you're growing, and I'm going to throw them off the roof just like that poor fellow who took a tumble. All right. Well, point is, we're in. We'll split the plot. Okay. I love it. Do you have a girlfriend? No, I don't. Not right now, unfortunately. Um, I had one a little while ago, but, uh, you know, it was a Tinder thing and mm. didn't last very long. I bet your hours on the roof uh, probably interfere with your ability to uh, have a healthy relationship. Definitely. I mean, you know, I what? guess this is turning into a bit of a therapy podcast. Well, well you know, well, it does goes. interfere, though. It does interfere with my relationship and it does interfere with my sex drive. So, oh, Sex drive? Wow. Yes. Well, that's weird. What, gardening ruins your sex drive? Not the act of gardening itself, but I'm exhausted, okay? And <laughs> it's a lot of lifting. It's right. Like, and the last thing... digging. Right. The last thing a, a young woman wants to see when, you know, she shows up for a date with a stranger is a, a yawning man covered in dirt who's got a sunburn. And How about this? Dirt in the fingernails. Nobody likes it. Right. Even when I go to a restaurant... Yes. They can tell I've been to a garden and... Mm. I would never date a gardener, and I know that that's going to shock some listeners, but that's just the way it is. I mean, gardeners don't even want to date other gardeners. Do you ever kiss a tree or a little plant when you're up there feeling alone in the middle of the night? And if that's too personal, you don't have to answer that question, but I, I would. It's not too personal. We're, we're, we're going into it. I've kissed, the, I've kissed most of the plants I have. Oh, wow. Okay, and now wow. we're getting somewhere. Some of them kiss back. The peppers. What? Because, well, if you kiss a spicy pepper, right. I you feel some on your lips. It's almost like the sensation feels like a kiss. I was yeah. picturing a uh, Venus flytrap sort of thing, like, uh, which reminds me of the movie Little Shop of Horrors. Oh, that's a scary movie. Well, Feed me Freddy. Feed me Seymour is the song in the movie. But Mike, I don't mean to be rude, but you're single now, and there's a good chance you're going to be single for a while. I got dumped, uh, But Freddy. That, this could sorry. be a comforting thing for you. I'm sorry to hear that, Mike. Get a, Thank you. Thank get you. a body pillow. Get one of those weighted blankets, and get a, keep a few hot peppers by your bed. When you're sad at night, give them a little kiss, and it'll feel like someone's kissing you back, like Freddie does. James, I'm just laughing at this suggestion because it's so uh, ridiculous. I'm not going to do that. I wouldn't knock it until you tried it. I've never brought them into my bed, but because I, you know, I like to respect where they are. Yeah. So you, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't just, you know, pluck, let's say, a Trinidad scorpion, bring it down to my is bed. Is that the name of a pepper? It is of one, yeah. It's a, a type Trinidad of Trinidad scorpion. I'm not a, kissing anything named that. <laughs> that's the well, saying. it's the second hottest pepper in the world, so it's not a not a good idea unless you basically want to make out. Right. Like, if you want to make out, if you really want to feel something kiss back for a while. Wow. Then you kiss a pepper that hot. I, I'm, you're braver than, than I am. I'll tell you that much right now. So gardening just takes over your whole damn life to the point yeah. where like you're, re you're having relationships up there with these plants. 
I guess you can say I am. And is there and is there one in particular you'd consider like your girlfriend? Like is this Trinidad Scorpion? Like oh, and he's blushing. If our listeners uh, want to know the truth here, <laughs> this is getting a bit embarrassing. But yeah, yeah, I'm polyamorous um, with all, many of the plants. Yeah. Now but, you're a guy, and I know when guys say that sometimes their partners go, uh, "Excuse me, I didn't know we were uh, we were that way. I thought we I were know. exclusive." Yeah. No, I, I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. That's for sure. But um. Well, I have uh, it's going to sound silly, but I have a chocolate habanero plant that I love. Oh, um, right. Do you, do you, does it have a name? Hal. Hal. Hal, like in that famous Kubrick film. Yes. 2001 A Space Odyssey. Yeah. I, I, I know that's a bit creepy because Hal's the bad guy. Hal but, tries to kill. Yeah. But, you oh. know, I think it was a nice role reversal because this is a harmless, well, the spicy pepper it's but not harmless it's not, yeah you know what it's not harmless but it's not going to I, harm imagine, me imagine this like how might freddie i'm afraid i can't be less spicy oh that's good that's imagine funny. The, if the pepper said that and i don't mean that's to be, funny i don't My, mean to psychoanalyze you but i think you knew exactly what you were doing when you named that spicy pepper plant how because you like the danger you like that that has the ability to hurt you you know you it keeps you excited knowing that that plant could hurt you, and that's why you named it this ominous name. And you like that, Freddy. So, it's weird. You're turned on by the danger. In the same way you are turned on, James, by the danger of of dating Nadia. And I guess I, in a strange way, was turned on by the danger of dating a woman uh, as formidable as Ruth, who dumped me. Uh, how about this? Freddy, I'm afraid you're going to have to water me now. <laughs> you do one, James. Um... Freddie, please don't trim me today. <laughs> Can good. I do one? Sure. You're our guest. Freddie, give the others a kiss. Oh, oh Polly, I forgot you were Polly. And Hal is a little bit of a voyeur. <laughs> Isn't that fun? That is fun. This is great. I, I like that concept, you know? I, I haven't gone I haven't done the voice up there, but Oh, you've gotta do it more. Now you're well, good at it. You know, I've Thank got you. an idea. Mike, you should creep up there at night with a little microphone or boombox or something, and you could say into a microphone, hi, Freddie, and you could do the voices of the plants while Freddie goes around and has his way with them. That's the type of teamwork I'm looking for. Now, if you can help get me off on the... Sure. Get you off. Um, uh, I mean, I, <laughs> you might sorry. want to reword that. Sorry, I, I will. If you can help me out on the rooftop. Sure. If we can work together. Yeah. I'd um, like that. Um. Before we go, Freddie, um, I did want to ask too. You're a big hoops fan. I am. Yeah, I'm a I'm a really big ball. Uh, the Rock, the Association. Oh, everything. Yeah, I um. You know, Naismith from Canada. The do you know that? Of basketball. The creator did you know of, uh, that, Mike? Basketball. I knew that. Yes, it was created. At, I believe at McGill University in Montreal. Even though our Yank listeners might argue otherwise. Yeah, they'll probably have a thing or two to say about it. You oh, know, it was mo- most of Times the uh, Square. <laughs> Was it? That's what they'll probably say. Oh yeah, sorry. Well, yeah, I am a big fan. I, I, you know, I, I just, I'm a bit gullible too. So when you said Times Square, you look serious. So oh, I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, I, I run a basketball hoops. podcast. It's called Confederacy of Dunks or Dunkses Basketball Podcast. It's a nice little literary pun there for you, Mike. Thank um, you. What's what's is there anything going on in basketball right now that you're like, hello? That's interesting. Sure, LeBron. I partied with LeBron when he was in Cleveland. Really? Oh yeah. How's that? He's a sick guy. You've done a lot. Oh yeah. Can I make a suggestion here? Sure. Now you have a literary allusion in your uh, podcast title. Uh huh. What if you changed it? Because we were talking about Ray Bradbury before. Yeah. What is the temperature that a basketball melts at? What if you called it? I love it. Podcast like uh, Fahrenheit. You know. 261 or whatever the temperature I is like that, that. The basketball melts at and then no. the picture can be just some a burning basketball i think that would be very good for listeners. that would be good well yeah. i mean the miami heat already have a burning basketball right. um you have um what's that uh the famous game um two players at a time um oh nba jam nba jam mm-hmm. um sometimes the ball would get flaming in that if a, oh, if yeah, a player was absolutely. feeling confident he's player- on fire yeah, he's on fire. Right. All would turn into fire. Happy-go-lucky or, you know, whatever. Heaven the... forbid someone actually injured their hands dribbling a flaming basketball, but I think it is an oh, interesting yeah. idea. 
Um, it's a very interesting idea. Yeah, well, I like the idea of someone, you know, not really understanding the title at first and really spending a lot of time to figure like that it's out. It's a puzzle to solve. I like yeah. when things don't when things are hard to understand. Life's a code you gotta crack. Right. Yeah. And I think some people, I don't know. Maybe I don't want to speak for you, Mike, but I think some people Please. have that approach where, where life is a is a code you have to crack, and, and mm-hmm. sometimes you, you won't, you know, crack it. I certainly it. haven't cracked the code of my life. I'll tell Me you that either. Much. And you know, right the garden's my little piece of harmony, and uh, mm-hmm. and 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 the basketball world is too. Mm. Yeah. So and, you, and sorry, I did ask you, and I interrupted you. Um, but is there anything going on right now in basketball? You've got your eye on. I mean, you know, it's uh, it's free agency, so players are hop skipping and kind of jumping all over the place. Um, you piqued Mike's interest with that description. He, lo- you love the idea of them skipping uh, and hopping around, don't you? Well, I like that. That's my sort of workout. Uh, How about this? The dance pack, and I think you'll oh, like this, Mike. The Raptors dance pack. The Raptors dance pack is now um, women and men. It's changed from just being women. They're, they're, That's great. I bet they're letting some of the fans guys... are very happy uh, about this change. And, and is this the only uh, team in the NBA that has a uh, sort of a mix of men and women? It's a, it's a growing trend. The uh, the Golden State Warriors have been doing it. Um, the, well, are they I, doing this, the sexy dancing, the men as well? Or are they just sort of like male cheerleaders? I guess male cheerleaders. Are... Yeah, I think they're focused on being cool. But I don't mean to be rude, but it, it, the dance back, they do sort of, you know... Like they're you know dancing like it's not just cheerleading stuff mm-hmm. right it's like kind of like like in a mu- music video mm-hmm. that kind of dancing oh, so I, I, like I wonder it. what the men are doing not that they can't do well, that. well I, I might just, just have to uh, hustle my buns down to the next audition for the Raptors dance pack oh, in that case I'd love to no get chance. there on the court uh, you're, you're an opportunity based guy I, I think you could you could give it a swing and, ready well thank you Mike I'd, is not going to be in the Raptors dance pack I'd love to dance for our team. And I think they'd love to see me dance. You got the spirit. Thank you. You got the optimism. Well, that's what it that's what a dancer needs to succeed in the business. You're physically falling apart. All your bones are soft. You've got no upper body strength. They're not going to make it as a that's, dancer, Mike. That's what they said to Prefontaine as well. Remember the his story? The the Oh yeah, the he runner? ran his buns off that guy. Yeah. I'm the Canadian version of him. Well, you know, you, either, it's constantly changing, right? The dance pack. Right. Maybe you could introduce a new element. Maybe you could describe the moves as they're happening what, in real time. Drinking a glass of milk and reading a book before uh, bedtime. That's that not you, a dance do? move that I would do. It's not even a dance move at all. I mean, what I'm, dance move would you do for the Raptors? The wiggle, the shake, the you know, the dip. I have. I'm sure you could do the mashed potato. The mashed potato. I would do. Um, there's a move where I lie on the ground and start uh, like shaking. Anyway, and, uh, Kyle Lowry's going to look over and go, "Someone call nine one one. This guy's sick." It's not going to be no, like, "Oh, he, cool dance." He wouldn't do that because there'd be music playing, and he would know it's is choreographed to look that way. He'd be focusing on the game. I think Th- that's, Kyle. that's absolutely yeah, yeah. right. Well, you're there to help him, right? right so right. Um, he's not going to. He's there to help me. There you go. He is it's, not it's, there to help you. No, they. I mean, I don't. Sorry, I'm not trying to right. take the take the mick out of the um, dance pack here, but they're important, and I yes. think the players they care about the dance pack quite a bit. Do you think the Raptors dance pack travels uh, with the team, or are they on a separate bus or plane? I know for a fact they only do home games. Now we've so, got to change that. We've got to change that. Why? We need to send our dance pack as ambassadors with the Raptors to dance. And we need to change the rules in the NBA so that the visiting team's dance, dancers get to perform. That's bold. Yeah. So are you thinking like, you know, oh, uh, so, you think, so you think you can dance in a crew pack. type thing in a pack? Like, or yeah. is this a, a whole new show idea? Or do you just mean in arena? You want to... You wanna, open up the floor for more dancers well they should be just our team's dancers should be able to perform wherever the raptors perform perform here i'm thinking of theater fringe, where they play someone's got fringe festival on the brain yeah i do god um well that's very interesting dance pack uh, male dance pack members yeah well hope, i mean mike you got no shot but i'm going that's good that. to know um, do you think uh, do you think the raptors are going to be good next year for our toronto i listener? think so i think so they're uh they got a, a new head coach named nick nurse 
So I keep telling uh, Double N. Yeah, anyone who will listen, he's going to nurse the Raptors back to health, huh? That's good. That's, that's funny, good. right? Well, let's hope he's not like um, a certain nurse that's been in the news, unfortunately, this past year in, in uh, Ontario, Nurse Wetlofer, who is Uh-oh. currently um, on trial. She was a nurse uh, in rural Ontario, Woodstock, Ontario, who was accused of slowly murdering some of the elderly patients in her care. So, I not to, you know, not to jinx the team, but I hope that th- this nurse coach uh, has nothing in common with Nurse Wetlofer. I'm sorry to bring it up. How do you know this stuff? I You just clocked that I'm story? a true crime uh, uh, fanatic, and I'm always learning and reading and listening to true I, crime stories. I got to ask with true crime. Do you think you know, you know, Sometimes it's 15 seconds into the show, and I and I, I know. Like, oh, you know? he did you, it. You know who did it? Oh, I know. I feel like I know every detail of the story. Making a murderer? So, did you see that? No way. Oh, yeah. 15 the, seconds sorry, that, in? That's the That's when I, I didn't know right away, but I knew pretty soon hmm. what I thought. And it didn't change, so. Damn. I haven't seen it, guys. You haven't seen Making a Murderer? No. Nope. I thought you were a true crime nut. Yeah, except for that one. I haven't seen that one. That's the biggest one. But I'm t- paying very close attention to the Nurse Wetlofer story right now, and I encourage all of our listeners to look it up uh, online. Perhaps uh, it's time for us to take a break and come back with a final segment, The Game. Welcome back, everybody. Um, it's our final segment of the podcast. And as listeners know, our final segment is when we play a game. It's time for the game, the game, the game. It's one of our super popular games. They always go viral, and that is our aim. So sit back and please enjoy this game. And there's our theme music for the game. This week's game um, is going to be quite a doozy. I can already hear it going viral. Um, so, a little bit of backstory. The movie Uncle Drew is out right now, and it's just smashing records at the box office. All, of, all everyone is talking about on the streets is Uncle Drew this, Uncle Drew that. Um, of course, Uncle Drew, Freddie, you're a basketball guy. Yeah. Um, and Uncle Drew is played by, of course. By uh, Kyrie Irving. A famous uh, player, very very popular player, he plays for the uh, Boston Celtics. He used right. to play with LeBron James, and he right. believes the Earth is flat. He does. He's a flat earther. So not only is he a master basketball player and comedic actor, he's also uh, he has some uh, interesting beliefs. Yeah, yeah. He plays with a round basketball and believes the Earth is <laughs> flat. So I wonder if Uncle Drew shares uh, his real life beliefs. I wonder if there's a scene in the movie Ooh, I where Uncle that Drew too. tells uh, people. That the earth is flat. Like one of those things where the, the real person influences the character. Yes. Well, can't blame him. If you, if you do the research and you go on YouTube, you'll find a lot of convincing videos. Anyway. This is all to say that everyone's talking about uncles because Uncle Drew is in the news. So we thought yeah. it'd be fun to do a game this week that um, sort of references Uncle Mania. And this game this week is called The Landlord and Tenant Podmas Presents Here Are Our Favorite All-Time Uncles. Right. Uh, do you want to go first, James? Absolutely. Um, exciting. My favorite all-time uncle is a guy who I think we'll all remember, Uncle Jesse from Full House. Oh. I'm not going to lie. I think of myself as a bit of an Uncle Jesse. Handsome, cool, a bit too cool for the show he's on. Um, does great romantically, loves music, drives a motorcycle. I think Jesse was very into MMA. Um, like I am as well, so I, I got to go with Uncle Jesse. Weird, because you, Uncle Jesse, everyone knows had a famous catchphrase: "Have mercy." And you don't have a catchphrase, as far as I know, James. Hmm. I think I do. You know, I'm, I, uh, I've got to have a catchphrase. I must. I probably do. It's probably. What, what do I say all the time? I don't, I don't know. Either you you always yell at me. Yeah, maybe it's yelling at you. Like, shut up, Mike. That's my catchphrase. It's not as friendly or as endearing as Have Mercy. But people but love it. What about, I got some for you. I mean, well, I mean, it would be your catchphrase, but I think you can take it if you want. 
Also, that. Oh, go ahead. Wake up, world. I like that. Wake up, world. There's chemtrails in the sky. You're, you're giving the. You're grabbing the world by the shoulders and giving him a shake. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, Uncle Jesse. That's my uncle. Interesting. I didn't. Uh, yeah. Didn't see that coming. Uh, maybe I'll go second. Sure. Okay. I'll go sure. second. Uh, now, my favorite uh, uncle of all time. Um, well, I would have to go with hmm, Matthew Schaefer. You guys, uh, you're looking at me like you don't know what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, I expected this because uh, most of the world doesn't know him as Matthew Schaefer. They know him as his uh, stage name, Uncle Cracker, the famous Michigan-born singer-songwriter. Uncle um, Cracker. Who had hits like Follow Me and all sorts of other songs. And uh, he's when I'm having a tough day, I got to admit, I come home in a bad mood and I... Crank some Uncle Cracker, and the next thing I know, I got a smi- a big broad smile on my face, and I'm feeling fine. And uh, that's all because of Matthew Schaefer, Uncle Cracker. He sings this one. Follow me, and everything is all right. Oh yeah. Ugh. Oh, turd? really? He's a turd boy. No, he's. He, I don't know. I I don't know his whole musical repertoire, but that song rocks. Oh, it does rock. Freddie, who's your favorite uncle? Okay. It's not uh, Uncle Blank, so you might not associate with him him with uncles okay. or him even with a human being. It's uh, Scar from The Lion King. <gasps> yeah, the voiced by... Uh, yes. well, yeah, he's evil, but he also has a plan. And, you know, it's, it's a bit of a wild idea to cooperate with hyenas. But had anyone tried it? No. You know, what if he was floating that idea for a very long time and the family wasn't receptive to it? Right. He was a disruptor. No one had thought to work with hyenas before. He did it. He was probably conservative because he was kind of an entrepreneur. He He was adventurous. He also uh, enabled the death of his brother, James. Well, you know what? That's life, Mike. That's business. Like that's that's taking risks. I guess. I mean, obviously and, that kind of sucks. You know, that's uh, it was the was the buffalo ultimately. I think that ended Mufasa's life. Yes. Yeah. So I mean, Scar could. I think. Yeah. I mean, Scar's made his mistakes for sure. But I I like him because yeah, that's that's how I you know think about life there's ups and downs there's many truths right um sometimes you have an idea you want to fight for sometimes you're fighting your brother right so you're saying that both scar and mufasa were good people in their own way yeah also i I think that is what i'm saying i want to throw this out there your brother was on the pod miguel rivas yeah interesting that you chose a character who (gasps) you know basically plotted plotted against his brother is there a plot going on of, uh, uh, you know, against Miguel Rivas of the Beaverton? I mean, I, I wouldn't invite him up to the garden because I'm not mm, sure what, what would happen. Right. But uh, we um, might see another body falling from the yeah. roof. And I, I'm not sure, you know, I haven't had that many chats with folks at the Beaverton or, or, or I don't know what they think about my stuttering or, you know, I slur a little bit. But I think I could do a pretty, pretty good job if I were to directly replace him. Oh, thrown down the Yeah, I mean... Well, I don't like Miguel's politics. I'll say that right now. and So I probably would like yours more than that. I love his politics. I want to give his politics a nice big kiss. Um, You might want to tone down the plant... I'd have to go... ...thing when you do this interview. Less of a plant-based diet. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Oh, he's stuck romantically. Yeah. I'd have to kind of head to a different... Yeah. I, I, you know, all of life is a seed, you know? I love that. Just, I'd love to see that on a t-shirt. Just, All of life is a seed. Me too. And on the back, maybe, just needs a little water, just needs a little attention. Sunlight. Sure. And CO2. Well, yeah. Freddie, um, thank you for uh, taking part in this week's game. Don't be surprised if it goes viral. And um, geez, thank you so much for, for coming on the podcast. Thanks for having me. Time off from the garden upstairs. We yeah. learned so much about uh, life as a green thumb. Yeah, I came with an opportunity to present, but also I feel like I've, I'm the winner. Or I mean, I feel good. That's all. Well, it's important to tell yourself that. Um, you've got a podcast, The Confederacy of Dunks. Check it out. Um, Check on it out. Twitter, we're at Dunks Podcast. That wasn't taken. Uh, okay. Our website's also DunksPodcast.com. Uh, we're weekly. Uh, we uh, usually record on Tuesdays, and it airs Wednesday morning. So, uh, wow, fast. if you like basketball, check it out. Mike, um, 
great to see you again, I guess. Thanks, James. Sorry I, about I the don't breakup. believe uh, a word of what you're saying as you're uh, saying that you, you liked seeing me because you have a very upset look it's on your face. It's just a thing you say. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just the way to wrap it up. All right. But, uh, yeah, I'll see you next week. Yeah, fine. Love